Welcome to Health System CIO's live advice interview with Guillaume Desverick, CEO with Artero. I'm Anthony Guerra, founder and editor in chief. Guy, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Anthony. All right, very good. Let's start off a little bit about your organization and your role there. Uh, founded Artero nine years ago, and we help hospitals have amazing relationships with their patients. We solve the, you know, legacy reality that the vast majority of communications in healthcare happen on the phone and the world has evolved and most folks want asynchronous communication on their time and on their terms and we have the infrastructure that connects all of the different pieces of software departments people at a hospital and allows them to deliver a seamless experience to their patients uh, when they're not using their app so everything outside of the app your doctor is saved as a contact in your phone book you can text them about anything you want, get an answer very, very quickly. Most of it's automated. And um, we do this for organizations in all 50 states in Canada and for about 100 million patients every year. All right. Very good. You know, we did a webinar uh, together a little while back. It was very interesting, covered a lot of areas here. How would you describe sort of the core difficulty that health systems face that you address? Yeah. Um, let me start with an analogy and I'll give you the answer. So I know people aren't going to see this on camera, but I'm a skinny guy and, uh, I'm just, I guess I'm built that way. And when I go to the doctor, the nurses always tell me that, um, folks like me are the dangerous ones because we don't know something is wrong with us, right? We don't know we have diabetes. We don't know that we have cardiac issues because you don't see those signs in an outward fashion. And the same thing is going on. Uh, I would argue with every single practice physician hospital group in America today, which is we've adopted so many different technology tools over the last decade, and many of them are engaging with patients. And uh, we've got a massive problem. Uh, we've got patients that are getting over communication. They're getting the wrong communication. Things aren't converting. Not only is that bad for patients, uh, bad for patient experience, it's bad for conversion. Patients aren't likely to do what you tell them. And it's a massive legal liability. Uh, because you're not allowed to over-communicate with patients according to TCPA. So um, I think that's the the biggest challenge that no one, uh, most folks aren't aware of today. I'm starting to see folks think about governance committees for patient communication that is starting to, to take steam. Uh, I have a prediction that that is going to be commonplace in the next 12 to 18 months. The vast majority of hospitals will have governance committees managing the inflow and outflow of communications to patients. Usually these problems have a, you know, a technology component and a sort of human-based component. You mentioned governance and committees that can be extremely difficult, complicated um, to work through. You have people, they want to keep using what they've been using as opposed to getting on something that's sort of streamlined across the board or used in different departments. That's, that's a big challenge. Um, and the technology challenge, do you see it as sort of a, a two-part issue? You need the right tool and then there's a lot of work to be done on that human part. As with all things, you know, I think most vendors under undersell how much operations work is going to be behind the scenes. And that's it's it's always mostly operations. You know, and in fact, I tell my team before we ever buy technology, we need to do it ourselves. We need to do it manually. We need to know what's going on. And then once we know how to fix the problem, then you bring in technology to automate it and save you time. So operations is first. I mean, our, our conversations with all of our customers right now stem around building that right governance structure and understanding 
how we're going to get the data to, 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 to see what's going on, how we're going to extract those insights, and then how we're actually going to solve for the problems that, that are happening across the portfolio. So operations is the most important thing. Technology is going to play a supporting role in making people a lot quicker, saving time, saving money. You get the, you know, you get the idea. So internally, um, you know, we talked about that being a huge component of it is the operations, maybe the biggest component. Um, how do you, how do you structure or how do you, how do you run the company so that we don't just sell the tool, but we bring something to the table with this really complicated sort of implementation, you know, okay, we got a great tool and here's all the things it does, but putting it in, there's a lot to that. And we've got some expertise there and we're going to help you out there. Actually, you want to have the best expertise of anybody they could work with. Sometimes that's the major differentiator beyond the tool. So let's say they look at a number of tools and they go, yeah, but Artera, they've, they've impressed us the most with their ability to help guide us and be successful. So just tell me about your thoughts around that dynamic. Well, let me tell you how we've done it internally. So you may or may not know, I started my career at Google and we had this saying back then, which was you eat your own dog food. We were the first users of every application we ever made at Google. And this is true actually with Artera, right? You know us as like an enterprise health system, communication platform. But the very first users of our application were us internally. We were effectively pretending we were an enterprise health system and we had people at our organization who were playing the role of staff members and patients. And that's how we communicated. Literally, we did not use Slack. We used Artera and kind of simulated this fake health system. That's going back nine years. More recently, um, the way we're eating our own dog food is we are literally spending hundreds of hours looking into the data from our, you know, close to a thousand customers now. And we're actually combing through that data manually, extracting the insights. And we're and we're actually sending these manual insights to our customers every single week. Like no joke, Anthony, you know, health system in Texas, I've got somebody on my team who's sending them an email every single week with the five problems we have observed across their universe of patient engagement technologies and how we recommend that they fix it. We're doing this manually on purpose. Because once we've understood all those problems, which ones are most important and how to fix them, then we can figure out how to tweak it and fix it with technology and scale it. So we're literally eating our own dog food today. We are doing unscalable work to make our health systems better. This stuff is easy to scale now with large language models and ML and all the stuff coming out of OpenAI and you know Gemini and so on and so forth. But for us, it's, it's truly um, eating our own dog food. That's how we're understanding what to build and what to change. We're doing that in concert with customers. The second piece I'd tell you is, you know, yes, I think being the experts takes you a very long way, but kind of the holy grail in, in today's technology universe is data. And we just have this really large head start when it comes to data. You know, we were, I believe, the first company to support conversational communication in healthcare, asynchronous conversational communication. We've been really fortunate to you know, make a lot of friends along the way who, who wanted to do business with us and stay in business with us. So we've got a lot of customers. We've got probably the richest trove of data. I think it's close to two and a half billion engagements that, that we process every single year. So we're just seeing everything. You know, you're a children's hospital. We've seen it. You're an FQHC. We've seen it. Uh, you manage mostly Medicaid patients and you're in South Carolina. That's going to be different than a group in, you know, uh, Atlanta. Um, so I think that's the other really critical piece that makes us better on the kind of consultative partner dimension. 
So I would say probably one of your main roles, if not your main role, is to have that vision of where you want to be the best. You know, we want to be the best at this. And it could be, I guess, fairly simple or it could be a little more complicated in terms of how you how you see it and describe it. Um, and then again, my theories, my ideas are that your job is to get most of the forces, the resources, the brain power working on that agenda, right? Yeah. So what's the vision? And again, this has to do with competition and differentiation. So there, there's lots of stuff. What are we going to be the absolute best at? And now let's structure the company so we get all our resources focused on that. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? And then maybe what is that vision to you that so, you want to absolutely own? So first of all, you're spot on. I don't think, you, you know, you've described how I see my role pretty well. Um, I don't think that's true for every company founder, right? There's a whole other strategy, um, which is let's let's fast follow when technologies are proven, right? And build a version of that and be second best and be second best at a lot of things, right? Um, and that's just not the way I've lived my life. You know, I think, I think we're on the planet once and I want to deliver unique and differentiated value. Um, and I, and I do want to be the best and the day we're not the best at something is the day we should stop doing it. Right. Um, so you've described how I see, um, my role to a T, uh, in terms of our mission and what we want to be the best at it truly, it, it rolls up to our mission, which has been unchanged from day one, which is making the healthcare industry number one in customer service. And what I mean by that is the the experience that patients have when they engage with their healthcare providers. I want that to be a better experience than they get in any other industry, better than checking into a Marriott, better than anything of that nature. So that is the mission. In terms of you could solve that in a bunch of different ways. So what do we want to be the best at? I want to be the best at patient communication and I want to do it in an open manner. So you haven't seen us, you know, in, in our space, let's call it the patient engagement space, you've seen a lot of folks brought in into um, layering in other point solutions, billing, scheduling, intake forms, things of that nature. My point of view is really simple. Uh, there are best of breed companies in all three of those dimensions, and I have no interest in, I have no interest in building a second rate version. I believe in open ecosystems. I believe in APIs. I'll partner with anybody. Um, and like I said, the day you do something better than me is the day I stop doing it and try to deliver differentiated value um, around the scenes. You know, I, I think you're aware of this. The market aware is is aware of this. You know, Epic is a huge player in healthcare. They've recently um, introduced texting capabilities, and I think it's great. Epic has the right to introduce texting. Epic owns a lot of different applications. Frankly, the best applications in healthcare, right? For a bunch of different things, their market share is growing. Like you can't deny, you know. The, the absolute force they have been in healthcare. And they're going to make things a lot easier when you're in the Epic ecosystem, if they own those workflows, right? But there's this whole universe outside of Epic that the vast majority of health systems also need to manage. They might have other EHRs. They might have a call center. They might have a CRM company. They probably send out regulatory surveys. They probably send out patient education. For as formidable of a company as Epic is, they don't solve 100% of healthcare problems yet. And I don't believe they ever will, not because Judy and team can't. I think they can. I just think the FTC will come in at some point, right, and say, hey, you have too much market share, right? So uh, I think it's great that Epic introduced texting. And what that changes for us is just let's focus on everything outside of Epic and make it play really nicely in concert with whatever traffic you have flowing through your Epic environment. So I think it presents 
a formidable opportunity for the market. I think it's going to take the market forward. Um, and, you know, I really view it as an opportunity to double down on, on the areas of our platform that enrich what Epic is doing and plans on doing over the next couple of years in their roadmap. Very good. Um, your agenda for, for a show like this, um, I would imagine it's a mix of, of meeting with uh, current customers, potential customers, um, anything else beyond that, or is that pretty much the majority of your time there? So candidly, customers are my priority, uh, and they always will be. When you do business with us, you deserve my attention above anything else. Every customer has my phone number and I, you know, I, spammers love me because I answer every unrecognized call. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's thing. Oh, number- that can be painful, right? It that is, can be painful. it is very painful. Yeah. And I tell our customers, I'm like, call me anytime I'm on vacation. I'm, you know, it's, it's midnight. I like this is why this is my existence, right? Second is prospective partners who have problems who we might be able to solve. And then we have a rich ecosystem of partners, Anthony, right? Like I, I think that is the that is the end game here. This is how we make healthcare way better. We need common infrastructure to unify all of the engagement that happens across all the different tools and solutions in healthcare. And we've built that infrastructure. So I spent a lot of time talking to other healthcare IT founders who are building out amazing pieces of technology and helping educate them on how they can use our tools, how they can use them for free uh, to drive differentiated value, right? So that if you're a intake company, you can focus on being the best intake company in the world and use my, my use our Terra's engagement stuff and deliver a, you know, a better solution for the end market. All right, just as a final question, I'm not gonna keep you too long. We've We've spent a good amount of time together in different venues. Um, and one of the things I notice about you is you, you're quite the listener and you have the little notepad out a lot and you're talking to people and you're writing things down. Um, so how do you take those ideas and get them in the mix with everything else? You know, a big, a huge part of being successful and making your customers happy is, you know, the roadmap of what you're going to do, what you're going to add, what features you get in requests all the time. You write things down. Somebody tells you this and that. Those are one-offs, right? They're important, but we can't make decisions on one-offs. You mentioned all this data you have. Just give me a little insight, and and I guess your customers or prospective customers, insight into, you know, every company's different. Everybody's got their own philosophy on how they make the roadmap. So what's yours? Well, I think the first piece to what you pointed out is, is curiosity. Yeah. I think it's the most important thing. You know, when when I hear something in a meeting or on a call or with a prospect that might be off-putting, I dig in. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that you said that, Anthony. Like, why? Like, tell me more. Oh, you you don't like the way we built this tool? Why? Like, who who would be using it? And I'm not, you know, I always tell people, you can call my baby ugly. It's okay. Like, I, I want to I wanna know if you think it's ugly. I want to know what part of the baby I need to fix. Um, that obviously doesn't work quite practically with real children, uh, but it does work with software, uh, thankfully. Um, and, you know, uh, I, you know, we were just talking about Epic a second ago. I think they're one of those companies that do that really, really well. Um, you know, they have the whole system with uh, the TS reps and, and the, um, you know, their, their customer service people who are with their accounts every single day. Um, they build the things that, that their customers ask for. So we've tried to emulate a similar model while paying attention to what the rest of the market is doing. I will be the first to tell a customer, you want this thing. It is adjacent to what we do, but there's already somebody who does it really well. Can I introduce you? So I think it's it's being really honest with yourself about where you have the right to win and where there might already be somebody 
that's a good option for them. And then focusing your time on everything that's differentiated. So AI and LLM, right? Huge themes everyone's thinking about. That's not a product, right? That's a concept that you can apply to the product. So we've been really careful about trying to build applications that make unique sense for Artera in the market that aren't already being done. So without going deep into our roadmap, you know, that's our approach. I also talk to customers every day. I've already talked to three customers today. So, you know, spent a lot of time in conversation with, with our partners. And that's my favorite part of the job. Did you use the notepad or type it in the computer? Yeah, well, now, you know, I just press the voice thing on my phone. It, it transcribes everything for me. And, uh, you know, I I have uh, my, my mental capacity for remembering things is like a month, which is perfect. Because if I've heard it enough times in a month, it should be something. And then I actually, we'll ha- we have a uh, an experiments engineering team. We'll actually rapid prototype something in, in a week. And I'll sit down with a customer and say, hey, what do you think? I don't think I can deploy this to production just yet. It'll break everything. But do you like it? What don't you like? Would you use it? We've done this with uh, conversation summaries with LLM. We've done this with data integration for vendors. Um, we do this all the time. It's fun. Got to be curious, right? If you're yep. cur- if you're not curious, you're in the wrong line of work. Curiosity. You got to be curious, and you got to be okay with somebody calling your baby ugly. I think that's a recipe for success. So we we covered a lot. We got the baby ugly, and there was a lot of mentions of dog food. So we've really right. covered. We, some got, we got all three. We I've got, got it all. Dog, I've got children, and we've got customers. Yeah. So that that's the recipe to happiness. Yes, and people can call you in the middle of the night. That's right. Oh boy. Okay. Good. Your, your wife, wife will like that. Your, your wife will enjoy that. <laughs> Very good, Guy. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Likewise, Anthony. Take care. Mm-hmm.